Greg, Maya, and Betty are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They're just a bunch of nerds who enjoy talking about movies, shows, and current events. So sit back, grab a coffee, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of All Queued Up. Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, another episode of All Queued Up, uh, the review podcast tied to streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, blah, blah, blah. You, you know you know the spiel. Amazon I'm your host, Greg Deese. With me always is... What? You said Amazon Prime. I did say Amazon Prime, and I'm just moving past it. <laughs> okay, that works. Anyway, I'm your host, and with me always is uh, 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 insult, list insult here, Maya Don Fisher and Betty Badger. How you do doing today? Tired. Think of an insult. <laughs> Tired, yeah, I feel that. But yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm still. Uh, I'm still pumped about yesterday, actually. But yeah, it was fun. It was. It took me a while um, to wind down. I'm really, really proud of my. Uh, thought process into turning hideous laughter into an actual thing of, of a joke. <laughs> I like it. That's so much fun. I, there's, there's another part to my character that I'm hoping to do by next week that I haven't been able to do. And I, I have it listed. I don't want to say what it is yet, but there's a reason I named, I gave the first name to my character. Mine knows what it is. Oh yeah. That's where party does not. Okay. So that'd be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. For, the, for, for, for those wondering, we're talking about playing Dungeons and Dragons. We've actually yes. been playing with uh, some friends and family. Uh, and we had a, our first official big session last night. And it was pretty, overall, for the most part, it was pretty great. Yeah. Uh, my my character's a half-orc bard, and um, one of his uh, spells is Hideous Laughter. Um, and I thought it'd be really funny if I just told a bad dad joke instead of just letting the spell happen. <laughs> and I tried it twice in our session, and the first time it was unsuccessful, but I still told the dad joke, which I think made it funnier that it didn't land. <laughs> yeah. And then the second one, Maya, you fucking killed it with the, why am I laughing at this terrible joke? <laughs> Thank you. That was, oh, I was cracking up. But, uh. I remember, I remember the first joke was, what do you call a fish with a bow tie? And it sophisticated. was sophisticated. Uh, sophisticated. And then I don't remember what the second joke was. I don't remember either. I just know it was a bad one. It was worse than sophisticated. <laughs> it was, it was, it was <laughs> so good. Yeah, I, I, have, I have a list of them and I just delete them after I use them. So I don't even, I didn't even save it. So I can't even remember what the hell it was, but. Anyway, folks, we're going to be talking about uh, Loki episode three today, and then uh, just kind of discussing whatever at the end. Um, if you, the audience, have something you want us to discuss, very likely, I don't think we'll be adding any movies for this. You know, for the rest of Loki, I don't know it might happen. But if there's something you want us to talk about, let us know. The comments below the podcast itself, or um, any of our social medias on the YouTube, let us know. Get our opinions on something if you want to hear it. But uh, yeah, why don't we dive into episode three of Loki? So uh, just to kind of brief our audience, last week um, 
uh, Loki and the TVA and more and Mobius go to, um, I almost say Morbius every fucking time. Um, they go to a, uh, an apocalyptic event in, in 2050 where a hurricane destroys an entire city, killing everybody involved. The reason they go there is because the variant Loki is, um, that's terrorizing the TVA is using apocalypses to hide their location. Uh, at the end, we it's revealed that this variant Loki is being played by Sophie Di, Sophie Di Martino. Um, fans have quickly labeled her as Lady Loki. Uh, it uh, uh, at the end, uh, she leaves through a door, and Loki follows her, and that's where the episode ends. Um, episode three starts up right at the end of that, where Lady Loki comes through a portal. Uh, then Loki kind of comes right after and they're inside the TVA. Uh, through Loki intervening with Lady Loki and her plan, which was still not quite revealed, um, they end up going to a uh, another apocalyptic event. But this time, was it 2077 is what I think it said? It was in the year 2077, and it was on a moon called Lamentus One, and the apocalyptic event that was going down was the uh, moon was about to be destroyed by a planet slowly moving in, uh, breaking apart, and crashing into the moon. I thought it was the other way around, but regardless. No, no. She said it was a moon, and that was a planet. Okay. Oh. I was going to say, because either, either way, it was two celestial bodies crashing into each other, killing each other. Exactly. And everyone on them. Yeah. Um, and so the, 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 the chunk of the, the largest chunk of the episode is, is uh, our Lokis, which, by the way, we know that, we know that the Lady Loki goes by Sylvie. Sylvie. Um, Sylvie? Sylvie. 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 Uh, and um, it's mostly about them trying to get off the planet, or sorry, moon, and uh, learning a lot about one another. Um, I fucking loved this. 100% loved this. Uh, this was- episode... Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, this episode had a very Doctor Who heavy vibe. Very, yeah, very that. Doctor Who. In fact, it made me miss, you know, new episodes of Doctor Who. I'm like, damn it, I want season 14 to come out already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm or whatever season they're up to. Doctor Who. I, I haven't think watched they did anything. a great casting choice with her as Lady Loki because she she plays such a good Loki, you know, I mean, it's just, she really does. They play off each other. Well, just like him and Owen and Wilson and watching them talk about their parallel lives and how things were different. You know, that leads me to some thoughts about what might happen in the future. Um, But it was like some brother, sister bonding time. Pretty much. Um, I was going to say that uh, uh, I can't tell 
what I can't tell is if like if if Owen Wilson and Sophie DiMontino or anybody else that Loki interacts with are just great fucking actors, or if Tom Hiddleston is such a fucking amazing actor that he could just fucking destroy a scene with anyone. <laughs> like it's insane how how much chemistry Tom uh, Tom Hiddleston has with anybody in the show, and that's all this fucking episode was was just exploring this new chemistry between these two. And I fucking I love it so much. There's a whole scene in this episode that reminds me of a uh, an old movie called My Dinner with Andre. I don't know if either of you ever heard of it, but I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. It's it's basically a long form character study on two people, and uh, the stuff that they kind of dissect about one another within the scene um, is very similar to that shot on the train. Very similar. Which, by the way, I like how a lot of fans are like, Loki's canonically bi. And I'm like, technically, he's pan. He has been since North mythology. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Speaking of, I came across a page yesterday or the day before on Facebook. Christians against Loki. <laughs> and this one guy made a post talking about how that Disney was, you know, just doing this horrible thing by having Loki be gender fluid. And I commented on this post because this guy's post was public. I was like, if you think that's bad, what do you see what Loki did with a horse? And then, you know, just left it at that. <laughs> I mean, these people have no idea about, you know, actual Norse mythology. They think that Marvel does everything that, that would have been done through that. And it's like, no, they they took these characters, they made them their own, which is one of the great things about gods. You can do that. But yeah, no, y'all have never read any Norse mythology if you think that, you know, Loki's a cis straight guy because he's totally not. Uh, there was a TikTok that I found. It was a girl basically dissecting or not dissecting but uh, proving this other girl wrong but the girl was basically trying to say that loki uh was is has always been and will always be a man no matter what anybody says of course like she also tried to superimpose a lot of marvel characters behind a back the blue flag which was hilarious including punisher which is fucking absolutely the greatest goddamn hilarious thing i've ever seen because there's a whole comic Multiple comics actually where Punisher's like, no, fuck the police. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um, but anyway, it's just fucking funny. Uh, but yeah, she was trying to say that, and this girl was like, See, here's why you're wrong. Let me show you this. In the canonically well known comic book, Loki, Agent of Asgard, uh, Odin literally says that he loves his son, talking about Thor, loves his daughter, talking about Hela, and loves his um, his other child that is both talking about Loki. So not only does Marvel like full on do this in the comic, but it's now going to do this in the show and anybody that can't handle it fucking cry harder, please. This is just making me happy. <sighs> anyway, now that I got that off my chest, um, I do enjoy, I did enjoy that scene where, he says uh, a bit of both. I was like, oh, nice. Oh, when she said, "Is it was there 
you were a princess or or princess waiting in the wings or you know someone else another guy and he's like a bit of both because he yeah because she says a princess or perhaps a prince yeah that's what it was yeah and i that's i liked it a lot um here's a question for you two that i i how much do you believe selfie was um not selfie selfie sylvie i'm gonna get that right eventually sylvie how much do you believe what she said to be true i think there's a basis of truth in her lies okay uh yeah i don't think she's entirely forthcoming i mean this is loki we're talking about here right although i do think he is hardcore crushing on himself oh yeah (laughs) if there's if there's anybody that loves loki more than loki it's loki so that's how that works Oh man, I just loved this episode for the like the the character development between the two, the chemistry. It was, and it was it, to me, it was the perfect length. I don't think it needed to be more than you know half an hour, which is what it was. It was forty two minutes with the credits, but about thirty nine minutes and maybe thirty eight minutes in runtime uh, without the credits. So yeah, it was just right. It it oh. ended at a spot where. Um. It will end it on a cliffhanger, which is a perfect way to end it, I think, to make you want to watch the next episode. Yeah, I agree with you, but also I disagree with you, only the fact that, like, that cliffhanger was rough. Like, I know that we have three more episodes, and our fucking titular character is not going to die on a planet like this. Like, not going to happen, but... uh Man, it was just—it's a—it's just like a fucking cliffhanger that grabbed me by the nuts. Well, like I yeah. need to see what happens next week. It's got a really good rating on IMDb, nine point one, which I was kind of surprised. Uh, you know, I mean, so far I'm impressed with it. Yeah. Um, I saw a guy's uh, opinion on Twitter last night that was like, well, that episode was a complete waste of time. And I'm like, to what like extent? Because it didn't, it didn't tell a bigger story. Like I liked this intimate story between the two characters. I don't get it. And I'm assuming this will probably be a one-off just like WandaVision. Maybe. Uh, This could be more. Um, the only way that I could think of this being more than a one-off is if this ends with like, cause in the comics, again, I hate bringing the comics to the, to the, to Marvel, because as we know, like Agatha was not a bad guy in the comics as she is in the, in the, in WandaVision. Um, and we know that we're getting a season two of Falcon and winter soldier. Um, they were getting a movie first, then the second season, but whatever. Uh, the Did way they that confirm I think Loki, that, I believe so, or the movie count wanna, as a sequel. I think the movie is was going to be counting as a sequel. I think Foggy said in a recent interview that the the first shows that were slated to come out, WandaVision, Cap, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and Loki were one offs. Uh, and 
future shows like uh, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, things like that, are being designed to be seasonal. Uh, because okay. these are the ones that are kind of tying in the past phase to the new upcoming phase. Right, right. Well, and that's I think that's the, the thing about these Marvel shows that I think is really fascinating to me is they don't need to be more than one season. Like they don't need to be more than a one-off because you can look at them as what a movie would be of Loki. Like this one movie, like we'll see Loki into the future, regardless if he, you know, is has another season of his show or not. Um, what I like about this episodic content though, is that like we have something for Marvel consistently throughout the year. Like it's not just one movie every three months or whatever. And the more fucking superhero shit that I can absorb, the happier I am. So, mm-hmm. personally, but I was gonna say the way that I could see that Loki season two could happen is if, um, he takes control of the TVA or something to that effect. Like they introduce the Living Tribunal who comes in and tells the fucking timekeepers to quit being douchebags or whatever which is kind of what happens in the comics. I'm also wondering too, you know, at the, when this is all said and done, what if both versions of Loki end up surviving this and are, you know, where do they go with it? That's what I want to know. I, I truly do believe that they're not getting rid of Sophie anytime soon. So she's too good of an actor. She's she is clearly killing this fucking role. So yeah, and we've only seen her in the role, you know, for at the tail end of episode two and then all of episode three. Uh, highly impressive. So yeah, I, I want to see more of her. I want to see her stick around for the long term. Just yeah, when we get that, who knows. That's the other thing is like Owen Wilson doesn't come across as the kind of guy who would be willing to stick in the you know MCU for very long. So, I mean, I know that Owen Wilson's still an actor and likes money, so there's that, and and Disney has plenty of that. But, um, do you think we'll see Mobius pass this show? Uh, in bit parts here and there, maybe show up in a movie. Depending on the movie, uh, I think it's possible. Yeah. But you know, it, uh, at this point, I view him basically on the same level as like a uh, a Darcy or a Jimmy Woo. Uh, you know, one oh, of those fair. one of those side characters that audiences love but have limited appearances, but the appearances yeah. are worth it when they're there. Um, how do you two feel about the reveal that uh, everybody that works in the TVA is just a branch timeline earthling? I really enjoyed that. It gave it a little more, uh, a, a deeper level of intrigue to me uh, because the way he was understanding it, he said he thought all of the employees for the TVA were just creations of the TVA. And she's like, no, 
they're they're variants like you and me they just you know they're all from earth and it's like okay are they not aware of it you know how does this work i want to know more about it well I, you know as i was sitting there thinking like mobius was a dude who really was into jet skis before being taken to the TV mm-hmm. and mind wiped like it's crazy. And that's the other thing is like how many because in the comic there's multiple Mobiuses. Multiple. So are they grabbing multiple Mobiuses from different timelines? Because there's that scene with Renslayer in episode two where he puts the, 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 the glass down and he doesn't remember the rings being put there by him. Yeah, and she's like uh, every one of those is from you. Or something like that. He's yeah. like, oh. I don't know. It's, it, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot that could come from this. I had a I had a friend send me a TikTok that was uh, these two guys trying to say that the um, in, in Ant-Man and the Wasp, when they're in the quantum realm, you can see a small city in the background with a bubble around it. And they were trying to say that that was the TVA. I then pointed out that this theory does not match up to what was already told on Loki. Now, aside from the comics, because we know that that city is actually Chronopolis, which is where King the Conqueror is. um, We know that the TVA is outside the timeline because Renslayer tells Loki that what the Avengers did with time travel was supposed to happen. Meaning that since the, the um, Avengers used the uh, uh, quantum realm to travel through time, the quantum realm exists within the sacred timeline and the TVA is outside the sacred timeline that by going through the quantum realm, they were able to utilize uh, or they, they were able to get the, the infinity stones, which still had power. So that to me doesn't track within the MCU. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I'll be really surprised if they go that route too. Like I'll be like, "Oh, that's not what I expected," but apparently those people were right. All right, well, so I don't know. Do we want to give this episode a grade and move on? I don't know if you guys. Any more thoughts about the show, the episode? Not really. Alrighty, uh, Betty, why don't you go ahead and give your final thoughts and a grade on it then first? I'm going to get this one another A+. Plus. I mean, the uh, chemistry between the two Lokis was absolutely phenomenal. And you did see moments of, you know, emotion breakthrough for both of them. You know, finding out what they have in common, what they have different. I think Loki feels like, you know, I think there's a part of him that would like to bring her to his mother who is still alive so she could have that, but we'll see how it plays out. That's just my female, you know, brain going, Hmm, that's what nice people do, you know? And Loki is, is kind of like my little halfling character. He's an asshole, but at heart he can be very kind. And the female version of Loki has been phenomenal. The actress is amazing. So far, they have done extremely well, and I am pleasantly awaiting the next episode. Uh, Maya? 
Uh, I'll, I'm going to give it an A. I thought it was very, very well done. Um, you know, it it made me really want new episodes of Doctor Who as soon as possible. <laughs> uh, it's like you give them a TARDIS and all of a sudden the TARDIS isn't working for some reason because of whatever, and it's a Doctor Who episode. Uh, the the ending uh, where they're on the cusp of escaping and then seeing the only means they have for escaping be destroyed and seemingly no way out of this situation. It makes me, you know, very excited for the next episode. Uh, It sucks that we have to wait a whole week. Uh, That's the drawback of episodic content for me. Uh, It'll fly by. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, it's, very, very fun episode. Very good. And I love the whole song and dance routine that he did on the train car and the in the in the beverage cart that they were in. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. But yeah, what did you think, Greg? Uh A plus for me. I, I love character studies shit. I love when you can uh, have two characters just having a conversation and it breaks down their characters to a molecular fucking level. Um, I adore that shit. Like you could just give me like, again, I love the movie dinner with Andre. It's, it's very much that. Um, Plus there were some really funny scenes like the, (laughs) like the old lady in the, um, in that uh, home where her husband wasn't there anymore. Yeah. Uh, That was fucking hilarious. Uh, But also as like a, that filmmaker part of my brain loves that final like one shot fucking tracking shot where they're trying to get through the city before the thing blows up. Yeah. Um, I could tell where they cut the camera. Like if it passes by something and it does this, like by the camera like that, that's usually a cut. But um, uh, the fact that they presented it like a one shot situation was so fucking awesome. And then, uh, the the final shot of it just like you see this the 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 rocket blow up, the camera pans around and it's just on Loki looking at it, and so uh Sylvie so, Sylvie Syl- Sylvie Sylvie is walking away in the distance, just perfect, just absolutely perfect. It hits all the right buttons on in this brain, so. I, I I hate that I have to wait a week, but I also love that we have to wait a week because then we get to talk about it with everybody for the next week and speculate and go like, ooh, what if this? And ooh, what if that? And I just, it's, I'm very happy with Loki. I think it is the best show that they've done so far. I think it is better than WandaVision. I think it is a better, I mean, I'll, I'll say this much also. I think WandaVision has the best name, <laughs> the most clever yeah. name. Um, but, uh, that I will say that's one thing about this show that I'm not the biggest fan of. I don't like the theme song theme song. Oh, I think the thing music. Yeah. I'm not the world's biggest fan of it. I was like, it just does not to me fit the fucking theme, like the tone of the show, but whatever. I do love the logo where each letter is a different variant that yeah. I really enjoy. That's clever. But other than that, I don't really have any complaints about this show. I think that any scene that Tom Hiddleston is in with any other character is absolute fucking magic. I don't know how. I don't know why. But Because he learned it from Frigga. You know, I can't even be mad at that. 
I can't even be mad at that. That's a that's a great pickup on a pun. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah. If you guys aren't watching Loki, you either a don't like the MCU or b you don't like yourself because the show's great. You do yourself you're doing yourself a disservice by not watching it. I mean, I wasn't going to go that far, but I highly recommend it. Hey, I got my sister to watch WandaVision. There you That's go. awesome. Yeah, and she liked it. I, I was right. <laughs> it, it's it's interesting because I think I was talking to my mom about this. How she's like, I don't, you know, I don't like everything from the MCU, and I don't, and I go, I don't think you're supposed to like everything from the MCU. I think that they try different styles with the the films and whatnot. Like, um, you know, some are are more mystical, some are more fantastic, some are more uh, uh, cerebral. Um, some are more comedic than others, but I think at the end of the day, like, because it's, it's, it's a giant shared universe that stuff gets, keeps getting brought back up from past movies. I still think it's important to watch each film. And I don't think that there's a bad Marvel movie. I think even the worst Marvel movie in your head is still a good movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I agree. Well, you know, it's like Jeff and I were talking about the difference between DC and Marvel. And the the difference that I see the biggest is the fact that DC is very hero-centric. You know, they are heroes through and through. They are not meant to be seen doing wrong. They are not meant to have, you know, horrible emotions. They're not human. The great thing about the Marvel Universe is these characters... They're heroes, but they're human. And it, they all have something that someone can identify with as a normal human being. And that's what makes all the difference to me. Because I feel like DC, for the most part, has very cookie-cutter characters. And I can't get behind that. I would have enjoyed that in elementary school, maybe. But as an adult, I just, I'm like, y'all can do better. We've shown I you can do better. You know, and they did great with Wonder Woman, and then they did that shit with Wonder Woman, and I was like, "What the hell was you? How did you ruin this? You know, you yeah. had a chance and you ruined it." When I was when I was a kid, I, th I, I know I told Maya this, but I don't think I've told you, Betty. Um, I read a ton of Superman and and uh, uh, mostly Superman, if I'm being honest. Um, and I was about 10, I want to say, when I read, uh, 10 or 11, when I read uh, Death of Superman comic, which came out years prior to me reading it. But when I read that comic, he officially died in my head, in my brain. Like, he was just, he was gone. So I had to move on to a new superhero, and that's when I found Spider-Man, because I was really into bugs and insects. And I started reading Spider-Man quite, quite a lot, watching the 90s cartoon as well. And I learned that Marvel had this giant shared universe. Mm-hmm. Got into seventh grade. There was a math teacher I had that loved uh, Fantastic Four. Just had a ton of Fantastic Four all over his room. And I would just spend my lunch periods talking to him about comic books and different things when it came to Marvel. And what you just talked about is exactly what made me fall in love with Marvel and almost become a Marvel fanboy because I was like, DC fucking sucks because all their characters are just Boy Scouts or you know people with parental issues. issues. Um... Because one of the things I loved about, like, let's say Spider-Man, for example, he would fuck up. 
like Gwen Stacy, the whole thing with Gwen Stacy, which they tried to do in the second uh, Andrew Garfield movie. Little little ham fisted, if you ask me, but they still tried to to cement that because Peter was never like, "Oops, I I killed my girlfriend." No, he lived with that guilt forever. Even adjusted the way that he used his webbing because of that guilt. You don't see that a whole lot in DC. Like you see it, but not you know with the primary heroes, personally. Like, one of the big things that I really, really dislike about Man of Steel was just the absolute lack of empathy at the very end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, we destroyed half of Metropolis, but let's go ahead and make out in the ashes. fuck was that? That was called the Slaughter Vision. Oh, well, yeah, I am, I'm aware. I just, the point I'm getting at, Betty, is I wholeheartedly fucking agree with you. Um, I think that DC can tell good stories, but most of the time, it takes a very large leap into the realm of, uh, of um, suspension of disbelief. Way more than Marvel does. Though Marvel does have its weird shit, too, that's like, mm, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, both do, and you're, that's naturally going to happen, especially as long as they've been in business and writing stories. I mean, you're going to have a lot more of that often than not. Um, I still think some of my favorite DC stories uh, were the ones written by Grant Morrison. Uh, especially when he did his uh, Justice League run in the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, yeah. Chris know, Claremont's the, uh, X-Men is fucking fantastic in the same vein. Oh, Claremont's X-Men was great. Uh, you know, uh, he, to this day, longest at any, well, with I don't know how long, with the exception of Eric Larson, I think on Savage Dragon, I think Chris Claremont's run on X-Men is the longest that any any one writer stayed on the same title. I mean, it was like 17 years. Yeah. 75 to... Or no, maybe it was even earlier than that. It's from the 70s to the 90s. Uh now, Eric Larson, I think he's been writing Savage Dragon since the 90s. So, But Savage Dragon, of course, is a mainstream title like the X-Men. Fun fact, um, Savage Dragon is in uh, the comic of uh, Invincible. Yeah. Um, on that note, so is Witchblade and Spawn at one point, but whatever. Uh they're not substantial characters by any stretch of the imagination, and they don't really share the universe. It was more like uh, Robert Kirkman just became friends with the people who created those characters. Was just like, can I for like a shot? Yeah, sure, whatever. Go ahead, have fun, shoot for the moon. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I agree with what Betty was saying. Like, I love characters with flaws. I love characters that aren't perfect heroes that aren't perfect. I fucking love that shit. Like 
I one of the things about Superman that always just kind of I just can't get behind is that he's a he's a Boy Scout. It's not fun. Well, you know, I've always had a saying that you know people who are that good have really deep, dark, dirty secrets. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is that they never do that with Superman. It's never like he's like keeping some humans like as pets in a zoo or some shit like that. Maybe he is. And we just all know. I've never written it. He's been around since 1938. It's likely never going to happen that way. Uh, My favorite Superman story they ever wrote was the one where he, uh, it's all-star Superman. He gets like cancer mm-hmm. from overexposure to the sun. Uh, and he has this now new like mortality angle where he's kind of trying to tie up loose ends and starts thinking about mortality in a different light because he is no longer this omnipotent God that he kind of always saw himself as. And it's fucking fantastic. It's a breakdown of the character. Um, it's my personal favorite Superman story, other than the all uh, uh, Red Sun. I love Red Sun. Yeah, those are two great, two. Those are two very great uh, alternate tellings, and both are available to watch on HBO Max. Yeah, that's right. Uh, all Star Superman's really well done. I haven't watched the Red Sun adaptation yet, but I'm going to assume that's just as good. That's one thing DC does well is their animated stuff is great whereas marvel's history with animated stuff has always been more missed than hit and then it's yeah vice versa you know with the live action stuff marvel crushes it and dc is just like hey you'll get something good every now and then but for the most part it's been stinkers for the past 10 years that's one of the reasons i'm excited for uh what if because i really want to see them do good with the animated stuff yeah granted it's not it's not canon no, but it'll be a fun, nice little alternate, like, you know, what if, naturally. Um, sorry, my dad just texted me about something, so. Uh, You're adopted? Yeah. Oh, dude, it would explain so much if I was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I... I'm excited to see what what Marvel can do. Like the the only other superhero like thing coming out that's not from Marvel that I'm really fucking excited about this year is um the Suicide Squad. I think that James Gunn has proven himself as a very good director. Uh I love his previous films that have nothing to do with Marvel. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't get why the second movie gets so much hate. I thought that movie was fantastic. I enjoyed it more than the first one. Um, it, uh, and I know that he can take these, 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 these characters that are deeply flawed and make something special out of them. Um, you know, one of my favorite things about Star Lord as a character in the, in the movies is that he learns and grows throughout both films. Um, if you pay attention to his character arc and how he acts as a, as a character overall, his reaction in Infinity War makes perfect fucking sense. 
Yeah. And that's all because James Gunn wrote him that way. That's another thing I want to point out about Marvel versus DC movies is that DC needs its own Kevin Feige. I don't like Zack Snyder that much, but if they restored the Snyderverse, cool. Do it. At least you'll have a cohesive fucking uh, way to tell the story. For crying out loud. Like, Kevin Feige goes, here's the bullet points. Here's where I want the phase four to go. All right, who wants to direct this movie? Who wants to direct this show? And they just let them fucking go. They cross it through Feige, and Feige goes, well, we need it to go here because of this thing coming up. And they go, okay, well, we'll rewrite it that way, but we're good to keep the character arc, right? Absolutely. That's why Marvel's successful. Because there's not, you know, a board of executives going, well, we want to make sure we make money off of this versus we want to make a... Like, because that's why Infinity War and Endgame were so successful. Because... Again, there isn't a bad Marvel movie because of this method. Whereas, what's up with fucking DC? You get highly polarizing movies or just absolute shit shows like 1984. It's it's frustrating because <laughs> these characters don't deserve it. I don't want to watch a bad Superman movie. I don't want to watch a bad Wonder Woman movie. But here we fucking are. So, Well, uh... You guys have anything else on the docs to talk about, or do you want to call it? Because uh, I got to run some errands. A much shorter episode than normal. Yeah. Well. But that's okay. Sometimes you're going to have those days. True that. Well, if that's the case, I'm going to go ahead and uh, do our closing spiel. Um, folks, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, shorter episode much like the episode three of Loki. Uh, well, that fit really a little too odd on the nose on that one. Uh, next week, obviously, Loki episode four. I don't think we have anything else lined up, but again, if we do, go follow all our socials. Um, there'll be a link down below. Uh, we'll let you guys know if there is something we add. If not, just watch episode four of Loki and join us next week. Uh, make sure you check out our, short, our store on Teespring. We should have some new merch coming up eventually, uh, but right now you can still get shirts and mugs and and uh, do th are there tank tops on there? Uh, I don't think so, but you know uh, what? I can double check and make sure. I was thinking about I can put some summer gear people could get. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good idea to throw up some tank tops. Um, but yeah, check out that store and uh, the, all the proceeds from that go right into the podcast, making it you know as as the best show that we can make it. Um, and if you do, uh, uh, buy something, post it on social media, tag us, you know, we'll, we'll share it if you want us to share it or just send it to us privately and we'll share it or we'll just say thank you. One of the above. Uh, as you guys know, we also have a, uh, YouTube channel, which I've been doing solo reviews on. I think Betty also plans on doing some solo reviews. Um, but we have our full video podcast on the YouTube channel, which you can go subscribe to, uh, Whenever you listen to the episode, if you listen to a podcast, head over to the channel, give it a, a like, a subscribe, a comment. It helps the algorithm, helps us to uh, better broaden the show. Um, I think my reviews of Modoc and Borat two supplement supplement material are up. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're okay. up. Um. Yeah. Go give those a listen. I. I. Uh, 
those reviews are interesting because Modoc is a show that I watched. It's a show that exists. I can't say whether it's good or not. Anyway, uh, what else do I have on my list here? Bop, 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 bop. That is it. Uh, Maya, where, where can folks find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook under my name. And it's a public profile. So if you wish to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you can do so there. The links are on the page. Uh, other shows you can catch me on. I'm on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. I'm on a show called Figure Banging that airs every other Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. And then every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on Nerd Life Syndicate. And that's where you can find me. What about you, Betty? You can find me on Facebook at uh, Betty Badger Ogletree. And you can find me on Twitter at uh, Bright Betty. And that's it for now. What about you, Greg? Uh, you can follow me on all socials under Chub Rock Geek. Chub Rock Geek. Uh, you can find uh, me doing uh, some new episodes of the Mission Start Podcast with Anthony. That's... Just search Mission Star Podcast and you will find us. Uh, we talked about um, E3 here re- very recently, last Tuesday, as a matter of fact. Um, so if you want to hear our thoughts on everything shown at E3, go check that out. It's about a two-hour podcast, but there was a lot to talk about. So, um, And that's if that's if you're into video games, whatever. It's your, it's your choice. I can't tell you what to do with your life. Um, other than that, you can check, check me taking a nap later, I think. Uh, Same. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, other than that, guys, I think, I think that's it. And that's all, um, again, Loki episode four next week, check the socials if we add anything. Um, and, uh, that's it. We'll see you next week. Peace, love and polypops. Take care, everybody. <laughs>